Welcome to the Living in Lithuania podcast. Join me, Auste, in conversation with internationals who have found themselves living here in Lithuania. Today we have a very special episode with Tina, who is the host of the podcast Found in Estonia, which like this one focuses also on internationals, but living in Estonia in this case. We both share our stories on this episode of moving around, starting uh, our podcasts, how it's going and the various projects that are coming from them. I invite you to check out her podcast on foundinestonia.e, Spotify or Apple Podcasts on any other platforms. Enjoy the episode. Hi, Auste. Hi, Tina. So good to finally do this. <laughs> yeah, so cool to meet and record uh, our, um, how to say, double episodes then or <laughs> collab episode. Yeah. So you're doing the podcast called Living in Lithuania. How did that started and what is it about? So mine is uh, similar to yours, I guess. <laughs> uh, I interview international people living in Lithuania, uh, both people who are uh, moved here, who are foreigners, and as well people, well, I'm starting to, I've only really have one so far, uh, Lithuanians who have come back to Lithuania after living abroad to share their story how they got here, what did they do, and just, you know, have a casual conversation um, about their lives and what it means for them to to be here. And it started, um, well, it was inspired partly because of your podcast as well. I thought it was a really cool idea. Mm-hmm. And then I joined this um, international uh, women's group on Facebook. Uh, my friend is a community manager there called Girl Gone International. And it's a global community, but every city has its own kind of local group. Well, not every city, but a lot of cities do. And so she was the manager and she invited me to join the group. And then she was encouraging all the women to introduce themselves, uh, where they're from, why they came to Lithuania. And I just saw so many, you know, uh, different backgrounds, different countries, and such such nice stories that I thought, wow, you know, like Lithuania's getting pretty international. This is pretty cool. Um, uh-huh. And I'm a little surprised. And I'm quite in this, uh, well, I, I like to think at least I'm kind of in this international loop a little bit at least. Um, so, I, so I thought, you know, if it surprised me, then it's probably going to surprise other people as well. And these stories are awesome. I want to share them. And then I remembered your podcast. And I thought, oh, well, that's a cool format to do this thing. <laughs> Um, so, so yeah, I just, I just started, you know, interviewed a few friends first to get a hang of it. And then, uh, and then went for people I don't know, um, which was, you know, a little bit of a challenge, but it's so much fun and I enjoy it a lot. I really see myself doing this uh, for much longer and yeah, I'm really, really happy uh, to be doing it and have, have the opportunity to share those stories and, and meet the wonderful people um, that, that, that share them. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind of my story. I really want to hear yours, <laughs> how you got the idea and, yeah. and how it's going. Definitely. So cool to hear. Uh, before, have, uh, before I well, start with my story, have you lived abroad yourself as well? Uh, yes, I have. I have. I lived uh, quite a bit abroad. I, uh, my mother's a diplomat. So we started moving around since I was six years old. Mm-hmm. So when I was six, uh, we moved to London and I lived there for three years. We lived, we had a little apartment uh, above the embassy of Lithuania. Oh. So it was uh, pretty cool because we were in the very center of the city. It was close to Baker Street. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, I would walk to school every day through uh, Regent's Park. So it was like a 45 minute walk, but it was beautiful going through the park, you know, uh, through the center of London. And uh, that was, yeah, it was a great experience. Of course, challenging as a little kid who doesn't speak the language, but, uh -huh. you know, as little kids do, I just learned naturally. So that was great. And, uh, and yeah, that was, that was three years. Then I came back to Lithuania for three and then I moved again for three uh, to the U.S., Oh. Uh, we lived in Virginia. My mother worked in the Embassy of Lithuania in Washington, D.C. Mm -hmm. So we stayed there. Um, you know, I was in school. I was yeah traveling with my parents. It was uh, it was great. And then back to Lithuania <laughs> uh, to finish high school. And then I, I moved to the U.K. for university. And uh, during university, I had a year abroad in New Zealand. So that was a great year experience as well. Came back to England, then after studies back to Lithuania. And then for a short while, I lived in the Netherlands for my um, Erasmus during my master's degree. So that was probably my last kind of living abroad um, moment. Uh, I also lived in a different city in Lithuania. I lived in Klaipeda for six months. So that was kind of a little bit of a moving <laughs> around. But uh, but yeah, I've pretty much uh, been been put now in Vilnius uh, for a couple of years. And it's, uh, it's great to really be here and form a community of people and, uh, do, you know, create my own sort of initiatives and activities and involve more people. So yeah, hope I didn't take, uh, too long because <laughs> it's no. quite a bit of movement. Go ahead. <laughs> it's so interesting to hear. I didn't even know those, um, that you moved when you were so young. Uh, I knew a bit about you and I knew that you lived abroad because we've met before. <laughs> like, mm, yeah. Oh. And we actually met uh, in, well, now you live in Lithuania, I live in Estonia, and we met in Latvia. Which yeah, is right. Right. In <laughs> right in the middle. Yeah, that was that was great. That was an amazing, uh, like, three days, right? We had this uh, training and, like, social entrepreneurship. and uh, Wasn't it a week or something, a workshop? Oh, maybe. Or... I can't even, I, I just remember it was a beautiful place. The food was amazing. <laughs> um, the workshops were really fun. We made like a little uh, stop motion video uh, yeah. for, for the initiative that I run um, uh -huh. with the garden sharing. So that was, um, yeah, it was, it was really cool. It was, and it was so nice to meet you and we had so much in common and I'm so glad that we've kind of continued to uh, keep in touch and yeah. our activities sort of bring us together <laughs> every, every year almost. Yeah. Yeah, it's been funny that uh, we met, I don't know how many years ago it was, but we attended yeah, like this workshop. Yeah, five or six or something. Yeah. yeah, and we were in the same team doing the um, stop motion movie. And then almost every year, I would say, or no, like in every few years, we end up in some similar, through something, we end up in a similar group or we have something in common, like like, like we discovered we were in the same, uh, took the same uh, business course from an U.S. Um, business person. <laughs> then, we, uh, then we were in um, in the same like Mind Valley uh, support group, I guess, mm -hmm. or a group. And now or now or before at one point we started doing podcasts on similar topics. And yeah, it's been really cool that life brings us <laughs> together. Yeah, it's, it's a sign. It's a sign. You got you to gotta listen mm -hmm. to the universe, you know. <laughs> So let's see where we meet again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Wonderful. So yeah, I really want to hear your story, um, how you started, how it's going, 
where you've traveled uh, and been and uh, what inspired you. Okay, so, <laughs> uh, well, I'm Tina, living in Estonia, born in Estonia. And when somebody ask, asks me, where have you lived or where are you living? I can, I'm almost always saying that I've always lived in Tallinn, except the times that I haven't lived in Estonia. <laughs> so, um, mm. my living abroad started when in high school, when I, uh, joined this program or exchange program with YFU, uh, which is international program where you can, um, be part of and live one year abroad in a foreign family. So I lived one mm. year in Belgium, went to a local school, lived in a local family, learned the language, ate the foods, did, uh, well, did oh, a lot of learned uh, the language. Really? Uh -huh. Yeah, oh, because no. I was constantly surrounded by it and my host family spoke it with me almost from the beginning and I went to sc local school with the language oh, like lessons were in uh, Dutch. Wow. So I learned Dutch or Flemish as they say. And then uh, I came back uh, to Estonia and then in my university years, I made an Erasmus semester in Switzerland, half a year in Switzerland Then I wanted to do something else before coming back. I found an internship in Austria, lived three months in Austria. Then I wanted to do something else before my <laughs> school year starts. <laughs> and yeah, of course. Why not? <laughs> yeah. And I have, I have the feeling that when you're already abroad, then it's so much easier to just continue going somewhere new. Uh, instead of like when I'm back in Estonia, I feel like it's harder to make bigger life-changing decisions or like moving decisions because I'm so used to here or my family is here. But when I'm already out of my normal environment and home, then it's easier to keep going and doing those abnormal things. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So that took me after a lot of Googling and a lot of searching what and where to do. Uh, I wanted to do something regarding design because I studied industrial design. And I found a project in Nepal, in Asia, where I spent a month volunteering as a volunteer designer and then did some traveling in Asia, then came back, finished my bachelor's and then uh, thought about what else to do or what to do next. Found another program called BOF, Baltic American Freedom Foundation, that oh, I yeah. applied to, which is actually combines Estonia, Latvia and Lithuania. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, we can do that one too. I think it's great. Wonderful. Oh, uh, yeah. Of course yeah. you've heard of it. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah. And then I applied and uh, spent a year in New York in the US working there in a small company, uh, or as they say, the, the professional internship, which pretty means working there pretty much means. And uh, then I came back and now it's been two or Two and a half years, or almost three years, since I'm back in Estonia again. And let's see where life takes me <laughs> again. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. Really, really diverse uh, countries and experiences. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when I came back, then uh, I was thinking about different things, what to do. And I've always loved listening podcasts. And uh, I think it's it was... Um, It was an idea that I had for, for a long time already, or this, um, 
on back of my mind that, oh, maybe one day, maybe it would, it would be kind of cool to make my own podcast. Uh, but it felt like, yeah, one day or it felt, mm-hmm. and it felt scary. But then, then I decided that if it feels scary, then I should do it. Yeah. <laughs> and I found another, um, uh, Estonian Kaisa, who also had an idea to create a podcast and we met up and decided that, okay, let's do it. And, uh, it went a lot faster to start it together with somebody. I know you started alone. So, uh, you can maybe share something, something about beginning as well. But for me, it was definitely, I had this idea. I had it for a while already, but, uh, uh, to give it the shape or to uh, put it in action, it was so much easier and effective or you know, easier to do it together with somebody because you had <laughs> the um, pressure or like, okay, let's do it and the accountability. Yeah, yeah for sure. No. Yeah, to start it alone, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was challenging. Um, but uh, yeah, I just felt like I, I need to do it. You know, when you wake up, uh, like, a few days in a row and it's like, I need to, I need to start, I need to start. I, I really need to do it. Like it, it, it has to happen. Um, then I was like, okay, wow. You know, I'm getting really big signals that, um, I should just start. Of course it took, you know, probably a bit longer because I was like, okay, I need to do all the little graphics and, you know, pick up the name and, uh, do all these other things, find where to record, buy equipment and, and all of that. But, um, but yeah, I guess maybe like organizing is a little bit easier because then I can just adapt to the guest uh, a bit. Um, it's not managing uh, three people or more. It's it's just uh, two, well, or three if there's more guests. But but yeah, I think you know it's great to have a partner also at least in the beginning to to really motivate you and you can discuss little little details because you know I was like discussing showing like the the, the pictures to my brother to my friends <laughs> uh saying like oh what do you think you know you want to help me a little bit here um just to give give some feedback because that's that's really um useful um and uh, but it's 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 really great like just involving people in general um to help because it's a fun fun project and then everybody can feel a little bit like they were part of it you know Mm-hmm. So, so that was also very nice. Yeah. So cool that, uh, yeah, it, it seems from outside that you do it all alone, but then, um, asking feedback and so on is also really important and uh, kicks, kicks you further. <laughs> yeah. Takes you course. further. Yeah. Of course. Um, so how do you find your guests? Oh, my guests are wonderful, you know. Um, um, I just love hearing the stories of, of why, of how, of the first impressions. Um, it's really cool when there's, you know, somebody who comes from really far away and had no idea what Lithuania was, where Lithuania was, anything about the country, and then just comes and it's like, wow, this is, this place is nice, <laughs> you know. Uh, and then it's something that most of my guests mentioned that they really enjoy the nature. And, uh, being so close to nature, just, uh, being in the city and then 20 minutes, like sometimes by walking, sometimes bike or bus or car or whatever. And you're like in the forest and nature. And I love hearing that because, you know, I think sometimes we forget to value nature and we kind of take it for granted that, oh, you know, it's here. Like, of course, of course there's a forest in the middle of the city. Like, why not? You know, but in so many places, that's not the case. And, to hear that people really appreciate it and that's a, 
like the thing that comes up most often is really amazing to hear. Um, yeah, that's, that's like, that's one of the things that really just uh, repeats. But otherwise, you know, I try to have a mix of people from different countries and different backgrounds. Uh -huh. so, How do you choose them? So I don't really have much of a selection process currently. <laughs> I, I just, um, talk with who, who wants to be, uh, on and, you know, if, if I see that they have something to share. And I mean, I, so far I found everybody has something to share. It's, uh, it's, it's a great opportunity to just have them on and uh, hear their perspective, hear their story. So it's, um, not much selection. Um, we'll see in the, how it goes because actually I have quite a big waiting list. So I can't, you know, interview everyone, but I might have to start selecting a little bit at least, or at least who to interview first. Or maybe I'm thinking to maybe do like a few groups as well. If there's, you know, like a few students who are studying the same thing, like have them on at the same time and, and do, do something like this. But, um, yeah, I'm still going to experiment a little bit, I guess, um, with, with the way I do things. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, not so much of a selection process right now. How how do you select people? <laughs> yeah, that was the question that I usually, when I, people ask me that, I'm like, oh, okay, here we go. <laughs> how do I select people? So uh, for me, it was uh, in the beginning, it was mostly, as you, as you mentioned, like uh, when there's three people, then it's harder to find the times to match up or to meet. And in the beginning, we recorded in person, and then it was definitely more like uh, finding what is a good time for me, what is good time for Kaisa, what is good time for the guest, and uh, no, and where is the location going to be? When is it free? And when who can come on that time? <laughs> so, so the um, guest part who could come. We had some people we wanted to talk to and then it was just matching like who has time on that spot that we are all like have time. Um, and now it's more, uh, now I'm more flexible. I record over a video call and I, I put more emphasis on the after editing, I guess with the audio. And then uh, I find it so much easier for myself to find times. And it's also easier for two person for me and the guests to find a matching time, especially when it's over a video call and I don't have to go anywhere. Um, and uh, how do I choose people? <laughs> this, yeah, it started with, uh, just the people who I knew had interesting stories, people who um, I knew my friends knew and then mm -hmm. uh, friends of friends. And then when we published the um, first episodes and, uh, told more people about the podcasts than other people started recommending people. And that's how I also have a waiting list or the yeah. interest list. And it's really long. And um, I definitely, I would say I'm definitely picking and choosing like, who do I want to have one? In the beginning, it was, um, the goal was to have uh, people from different countries. So not to repeat countries. At one point, um, I found pe that people from the same countries might have totally different stories and, uh, yeah, and I sure. want to hear both. And so some countries have repeated, for example, Mexico and um, US and, um, uh, what else? Italy has been twice and so on. Mm. Yeah. And I have three Italians, I think, on already. It's so many Italians here. So it's kind of. <laughs> 
yeah. hard not to not to bump into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then uh, I think the first half a year there were mainly like either people from European countries and from Latin America. So then I really felt like, oh, I want somebody from Africa. I want somebody from Asia. And now I feel I've found people from those countries as well. So at that point, it was more like me um reaching out and looking more into, okay, I want somebody from Asian countries and then mm-hmm. uh putting in the effort or asking around who could uh, be a nice guest from there or who has something to share. Um, and now it's been also, um, if I see somebody interesting on social media with uh, either a lot of followings, and usually if they have a lot of followings, they do something interesting, uh, or they have an interesting position work-wise or they lead some kind of project, then uh, then I get in touch myself and ask them about being a guest. So that's mm-hmm. been lately happening. And for example, the last latest guests I had was, for example, one Ben from France. He is um, He and his girlfriend, who is an Estonian, they created this uh, Instagram channel called Estonian Places, Esti Paikat, uh, which is really popular. And so they go around different um, um, Airbnbs and also, um, how do you say, sleepover places, <laughs> like uh, hotels and like places you can stay in Estonia. And they make such beautiful drone photos, video clips about those places and post them in Instagram. And I... Um, really liked what they do so I reached out and asked him to be on the show and then um, um, some people write on their own and then I ask more about their stories and what do they do and how long have they lived in Estonia and then decide whether to uh, talk with them or not. I usually also try to have people who have been in Estonia for at least two years. Some yeah. few have been less but uh, then uh, you can tell that uh, they don't really uh, comprehend everything yet or they don't know about some local like most traditional foods or something that somebody else would know and so on mm-hmm. yeah. yeah that's a good process I, I'll, I'll steal that <laughs> and use it for my own <laughs> uh-huh. go ahead and is there mm. something that you found that repeats like what people say about uh, Estonia uh-huh uh, let's see. I made some notes even about that. <laughs> mm, okay. Well so let's see. Mm. Things that are repeating are like, I usually ask them about how they ended up in Estonia and then about um, what they do, depending on their background, like about specific things they do here, about what they th- think about the food or or uh, nature and so on. And then I ask about advice and tips for other people who want to move to Estonia. This is where a lot of people are giving me quite interesting responses. (laughs) Mm. There is one of the common topics that people mention is the weather. (laughs) Some Uh people really, really passionately hate it. (laughs) (laughs) And some people don't care. And some people love it. It seems like people who come from warmer climates, they really don't like the weather and uh, and their advice for others is like, 
get to know the weather beforehand and decide whether you want to come here and have a lot of layers. Um, mm-hmm. and, the, and the fact that it's so dark during the winter. And on the other hand, people who have lived in really rainy places or in cold places, they actually don't mind the weather and might even say that it's better. (laughs) Yeah, that it's better here. So weather is always one topic that people talk about. Then, as you mentioned uh, about the nature, that's also one common topic. Like, uh, For example, for me, it was surprising that when I talked to two brothers from Peru and I told them that, oh yeah, I've seen pictures of Peru. The nature is amazing. I really want to go there because of the nature. They told me like, yeah, but uh, in Peru, you have to drive four hours to go to the, to get to the nature. But mm-hmm. in, they really like Estonian nature because it takes them 20 minutes during the day to get to a forest. And yeah. I can imagine it's the same in Lithuania. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's the really easily accessible close by, you know, people will say like, oh, you're just at work, you know, and I just go to the forest. <laughs> yeah. You can just go for a little break and then you come back and, or just, you know, with your family, just go to the lake and relax. And um, it's not a big, uh, big whole day thing, you know, you can just go for a couple of hours and then <laughs> do something else. So it's, uh, it's pretty cool. Yeah. That's something that I've, uh, started to appreciate even more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I really wanted to ask you uh, or ask you to talk a little bit about uh, the game that you developed because I think oh. it's uh, super cool. And I guess it's kind of born from the podcast and uh-huh. it has a lot to do with that. Um, so maybe you can share a little bit about that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, so how do I start telling about it? So I actually, I, when I started the podcast, I always had an idea that I want to create some kind of products next to it or to support mm-hmm. the uh, listeners, the guests. And uh, one of the goals with my podcast was to bring people together more, the foreigners who come and move to Estonia with actual locals, Estonians. And so, and hearing about different things that people talk about in my podcast, uh, uh, one of the mo- um, repeated topic was also the language learning, that it's so complicated to learn Estonian language and to get to know local Estonians to find friends. So I wanted to do something that helps that, or at least, at least gives an effort to that um, to that area. And I developed this game which is, uh, I can show it to you. <laughs> Lovely. <laughs> Through the screen as well. It's mm-hmm. called Epic Estonia. And it's a game where the language of the players is not important. There are cards. Every card has different pictures on them. And all the pictures are related to Estonia, either food items, either some uh, um, buildings that are well-known around here, or uh, some words of in Estonian or some other symbols. And each card has one picture in common with another card, but there's always one picture all the time. And you have to find it as quick as possible, tell it out loud what it is, put your card on top, and then find another one that your next card has in common with the one in the middle of the table. And uh, so the fastest one who finds all the images that match is the winner. And uh, 
I just played it yesterday with some friends. Uh, uh, one one of my friends uh, bought this game as well, and we played it out. And it was so nice to see their reaction, or like we were with three people, and it was so cool to see their reaction playing it for the first time and realizing how simple it is to start playing it, how yeah. fun it is. And they also really liked and said that they they said that they really like that it's a game that you can play multiple times because it's it can be different every time because the rules are so simple, but it you won't get tired of it. And, uh, yeah, and you can find more about this game on, uh, foundinestonia.ee slash epic Estonia or written together. And we, I can link it uh, below this, um, podcast in the show notes as well. Yeah. Um, that's great. Yeah. That's, it's amazing. Really, really cool that you did that. I think uh, it's a wonderful way to, to both educate people in a way and, uh, bring people together. And, and I love that. I love, uh, I love the, fact that through the podcast and through the activities you're bringing people together that's something i want to do as well mm-hmm. um, and well, i'm doing a little bit um all of the guests that i interview and people who volunteer or people who support the podcast are all in uh like a little secret group and i, uh, I mm-hmm. organize little uh meetups for or this group mm-hmm. call it the little pot little podcast family that's <laughs> a good idea the- so what, what have you guys done so it's it's super casual, you know, just kind of meeting and chatting. So we did brunch uh, one time and then we did like dinner and drinks another time. And I decided, you know, like every couple of months I'll probably uh, do this. So the next one, I don't know, in, in January or February, you know, after the holidays. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see what some people suggest. I definitely want to do like a, a potluck at some point because, you know, everybody's from a different country so they can bring something that's traditional uh, from their country, some food and food brings people together so well. So I think that is a definite, um, event at some point. Uh, also in the summer, like barbecue or something like that. And I'll ask suggestions. Hopefully people will suggest something as well <laughs> that they're into. Uh, maybe some hike or, or something like this. I mean, it's a kind of good activity to do during COVID times as well. Um, and, uh, so many people say that they love the nature, so, you know, why not? Um, it's, um, it's a, it's a nice activity. So that's all kind of in the plans and already a little bit in motion. I'm really looking forward to that because, uh, I love seeing, you know, people meet each other. Some of them have listened to the episodes of the other people and then they meet in real life and, um, maybe some friendships will be formed. Who knows? You know, and it's, uh, it's great. I, I love I love doing that. That's so cool. That's something that I would love to do more of as well, or find somebody to uh, to do it together with. Uh, so it would be uh, happening regularly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've only had one event so far, but it went so well that I would love to repeat it. But uh, let's see how I I get around time wise. <laughs> yeah, but I heard you had. Yeah, I heard you had uh, a catwalk as well. Oh yeah, true. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I, one of the guests I interviewed, my friend, uh, Mariasa. Mm-hmm. So she is uh, really, she loves cats so much. And uh, during her episode, I asked a lot about cats. Of course, I was like, Oh, you know, what are the cool places in Vilnius with, uh, with cats? So she told me so many and I was like, wow, okay, you know, this is pretty cool. Like maybe we could do like a little walk around, like a little walking tour. And she's like, Oh yeah, awesome. That would be really cool. Let's do it. It's like, okay, why not? You know, so. 
we organized, it was like a public event. Anybody could join. Um, it was a, a small group of us, but it was really lovely. And we just walked around the city um, to places that are cat related in some way. I mean, there's mm-hmm. a couple the cat sculptures. There's this bookshop that, um, that has uh, cats in it, uh, like a secondhand, I think it's a secondhand bookshop. Sure. Yeah, I, th- I think it's a secondhand bookshop. Kistataka. And uh, yeah, they have two cats and there's another cat that was famous uh, like a few years ago in another one of their shops. It was like the ambassador of Ujapis, this like little part of uh, the city. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and then we walked through this uh, cemetery, uh, this nice like central cemetery um, and they, there are cats there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was, it was, it was cool to just kind of, you know, completely random sort of thing to to do but it was really really nice uh it was somewhere it was super hot i think we should have picked a better day that wasn't so so hot because we were kind of dying by the end but Mm -hmm. it was lovely and i would i would love to do something like that again some kind of thematic walk you know if somebody's really into something um or maybe like do like cafe hopping or or i don't know something like dessert tasting around the city or something like that 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 would also be a pretty cool event also a way to find out new places meet people you know so so yeah it's uh it's pretty fun i really enjoyed it hopefully we'll have more opportunities to organize like you said you know have to find the time that's uh-huh. the biggest thing the podcast you know is, is quite uh, time intensive <laughs> there's yeah. a lot to do and uh i really you know like I would interview people every day. Well, maybe not every day. Uh, we'd get a bit tired, but so many, uh, people I, I would interview more if I just had more time. Um, and yeah, but it, it's good. Take it slowly, step by step, you know, just, uh, a little bit at a time and grow it and keep it consistent. I think that's, that's super important. So, so that's kind of what I'm focusing on now. Uh-huh. Yeah, I def- definitely agree with the about the time. You, and you do it, uh, you publish your episodes every week, right? Yeah, 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 every week. Yeah, I don't know how you do it. <laughs> <laughs> I started or we started out with publishing every week. And then I realized it's so time consuming. It doesn't mm-hmm. seem like that. It For like listeners or outside, it seems like, well, you talk for an hour or, or a bit more and then mm-hmm. that's it, right? But then there's all the planning, like finding the time to get together, um, getting together, recording, and then uh, editing the podcast and then uploading it and then making the social media posts and then making writing about what is what is happening there and then finding the guests and uh, having the like you said waiting list and updating yeah. it and so more and if somebody writes which is always a nice thing when somebody writes feedback then I reply to those feedbacks and mm-hmm. so, so many details <laughs> yeah so so much really goes into it um but yeah I think you know what if you love it then it's 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 just you know, you, you just do it and you don't think too much about it. Um, but of course, time-wise, yes, it's uh, it's a challenge uh, to do it every week. I'm thinking maybe to do it every other week. Uh, so far, every week has been okay. Um, I take, you know, small breaks every now and like I, I took a break over summer. So just really just, you know, rest. I, I recorded a few, um, but I didn't edit. I didn't post. Um, I, I organized that catwalk. <laughs> yeah. So so that was uh, that. Was that. And, and then... Uh, now I think for like the holidays, the winter holidays, I will 
um, take a few weeks off, uh, maybe record it in the meantime, just to have a few, so it's not a rush. Uh, but we'll see because, you know, also want to just rest over the holidays and just not do anything. So might be a bit of a longer break. <laughs> we'll just uh-huh. see. Yeah, I think that's okay. Yeah, I might be um with my all the things that I listed and and things that I'm doing for the podcast, I might be a bit overachiever as well. <laughs> like doing mm-hmm. because I created a website and then there's a blog and uh, there is go uh, there is uh every month there is a new blog article and I send mm-hmm. out emails uh once a month about uh, updates and new episodes, which by the way you can always join at foundinestonia.ee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that all comes from my like entrepreneurial and business background because I know it's so uh, nice to have a backup in case like social media fails you. So mm-hmm. nice to have contact with people. And it's also uh a lot cheaper to have people to send them emails than to Maybe one day wake up and realize that all the posts in Facebook or somewhere are going to be like, you have to pay for people to see them, which yeah. uh, seems really annoying. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's the f- fear I have. <laughs> that's going to happen to me. So I really want to um also, yeah, build a website, do all the things, but oh my gosh, yeah, it takes so much time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's such a commitment then. Um So maybe, you know, for... For next year, that would be like a, a big goal I would have is to, to have yeah, all of my content, um, somewhere where it's, where, where it's mine and I can, um, do whatever I want with it and not be so dependent on Facebook or like Instagram. Um, that would be, yeah, that would be great, but I don't know how you have time for, for that. <laughs> so you find that I guess it helps to then record every other week to, yeah. to do all the extra things. Yeah, it helps. That's definitely. And, and luckily for the website, it was like the biggest chunk of time you had to put in the beginning to get it all up and running. And now it's more like maintenance or adding content. Mm-hmm. So that's the good part. Yeah. Having done it, you have published, is it 36 episodes already? Uh, yes, I think so. Yeah. 36. <laughs> that's quite a lot. So. What have you learned about yourself when doing this podcast? Well, that's a good question. Um, I I learned that it's, I guess, easy for people to talk with me, <laughs> which is which is lovely to hear uh-huh. because, um, you know, then then it's really nice that people are so open and they share and they feel quite comfortable doing that. I think there's, you know, if you don't. Like most people don't do this so often, you know, maybe the first time they've been interviewed or, uh, so it's, it's really nice to be able to have that kind of environment for them where they can feel comfortable and, and just share and not feel too nervous. Of course, still a little bit nervous because it's, it's something new, but, um, I really, yeah. And I, I found how much, how much I enjoy doing things like this, you know, really, I, when I started the podcast, I, I made kind of a list of like, why am I doing it? They're like for, for the world, for personal reasons. And I wanted to get better at, you know, interviewing people and just speaking. And, uh, also it's like, yeah, meeting, meeting people because I, I already love doing that. You know, I was on couch surfing. I do this good show around, but I show around the city. Um, I'm quite outgoing. I go to events. Uh, I like to uh, meet people there when traveling as well. 
I was already kind of doing that, you know, in a like personal way, but then to put it into a format that I can also share with other people, uh, that was so, super exciting for me. So, so yeah, I just get, guess I kind of strengthened the feeling like, oh, okay, like this is something I really need. I, I love connecting with, um, with new people, hearing their stories. So that's, um, yeah, that's another, another thing I've learned. So what about you? What I've learned is also similar to yours that, um, that I like to talk with other people. <laughs> One of the things. Well, that's something I knew before, actually, but I got like, uh, reassured or, uh, I reassured that I like it and that, um, uh, that, uh, many guests have given me, given me really good feedback that it was easy to talk with me, which mm -hmm. has been nice to hear. Um, I have definitely discovered that, um, especially in the beginning, I was, uh, uh, feeling that every word I say wrong or every grammatical mistake mm -hmm. is super noticeable that everyone <laughs> is going to, uh, see it, hear it and think about it for days. <laughs> and I realized that, well, it's not like that actually. <laughs> and yeah. uh, in the beginning, uh, I, um, try to cut out all of those mistakes or like put more, a lot of um, time and effort into editing and making sure everything sounds uh, perfect, which I realize is not ne so necessary anymore because usually people don't really, they won't even notice those um, small details. They just concentrate on the, on the guests, not on me <laughs> and how mm -hmm. I say things. So that's been a good realization. And now I, I think I've gotten a lot better with talking. That was also one of my goals. And uh, I like that you, <clears throat> that you said that you wrote down your goals. I did the same for, um, for starting with the podcast. So I did the same. And one of them was to get better also with interviewing and uh, more fluent and more comfortable with using my voice publicly mm -hmm. like that. And now that I've, um, uh, published 40, 40 uh, 46 episodes. Wow. And I feel like, uh, I've, I really feel a lot more comfortable. And uh, whenever somebody asks me about my podcast, then I usually tell them, like, if you haven't listened to any episodes, then start from the end because it keeps <laughs> getting better and the latest are the best, <laughs> are the best, uh, because it's more fluent on my side. And from guest side as well, because I ask other questions and so on. So this is something definitely that I've learned uh, about the podcast and the, or developed. And also when I started the podcast and I was super conscious about the, or thinking that, oh my God, everybody's thinking about me and how I do things wrong or how is the quality and so on. Then at one point, in each step of the way, actually, when I launched the podcast, when I did the uh, card game, when I did the event, I've always met like uh, at least two or three people who come up to me and say that, oh, actually, I had an idea for a podcast. I took a course, I bought all the expensive gear and I, I never published it. I never launched it because I was too afraid. I've, mm -hmm. I heard that many times. Then with, when I started doing the game or got the game ready then I heard that from some people that oh yeah I had a game idea and it's still in my 
shelf or at home under like some in my notebook because I never like took action on it. So that's been really cool to see and listen and understand that. Oh, okay. Actually I am like, even if it's not perfect, done is so much better than perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I love that phrase. <laughs> yeah. And just moving further one step at a time and seeing where that leads. So that's been yeah, cool. for sure. I've, I've always, I also had that in the beginning. I knew that, you know, I just need to start. I can't make it perfect. I can't do all of the huge things. It's just going to become overwhelming. And, um, yeah, it's just better to start and learn as you go, because of course you, you can't know everything in the beginning because you've never done it before. So it's mm-hmm. a completely new thing. And, uh, the process will teach you most of the things that you need to know. So it's, um, you can't think of everything in advance and yeah, just, just, keep doing it, um, be consistent. And that's, uh, that's really helped me kind of, you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe I didn't do this one like well enough. Like, no, <laughs> just get it out there, <laughs> move on, improve the next one, um, you know, learn from it. Um, so yeah, that's, that's great. It's great to hear uh, from you as well. And I think it's like, a should be an encouragement for anyone who has these ideas just to start, just to go for it, you know, You'll find out so much more um, if it's the thing you really want to do. Maybe it's not the thing you want to do. And then you can stop thinking about it and, and, you know, beating yourself up for not doing it. So it's, um, yeah, just, just got to start and go with the flow in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. And that just reminded me that one of my goals for starting was also because I was thinking like, in like 10 years from now, 20 years from now, what do I want to say that I have achieved or done during that time? If somebody asks mm-hmm. or if, if, uh, I would have children or like, uh, children's children. <laughs> and if they ask me like, okay, so what did you do in your lifetime? I, then I could say like, well, I did a podcast, for example, yeah. and it had over, uh, 46 episodes already. Mm-hmm. So that sounds wow, really yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was the trendy thing back in the day, kids. You know, <laughs> we we talked. Well, yeah, we talked. Oh yeah, who knows what comes up? Yeah, yeah. You never know. You never know what's mm-hmm. the grandchildren, especially like what's going to be the the big thing uh, in the future. Yeah, but I wanted to ask you about other things that you're doing or have done because I know you did this really cool when we met you did this really cool garden sharing project so what was Mm -hmm. that or what is it and can you tell more about that yeah so the garden project is called cool ukes and Uh basically it's people who I connect people who want to share their land uh, for gardening and people who want to garden so if somebody's living in the city they don't have a space you know they don't have their own little plot of land they can go visit like a grandma or, or somebody who just has this like summer house that are very popular in, in Lithuania. Um, like garden houses that are tiny, t- tiny houses with uh, some plot of land where people go in the summer and they grow vegetables or just for legs. So I've been doing that for six years and it's, it's a very small initiative, you know, but it's, it's really lovely. It also, has this uh, part of connecting people, which I feel like is in almost everything that I do is just like connecting people, connecting resources that are not used. Um, it has like a sustainability environmental uh, part to that because there's some educational workshops every now and then. Um, there's a focus on, you know, uh, organic uh, gardening and, and all of that. 
So I've, yeah, I've, I've been doing that for a while and it's, uh, it's, it's been really nice. It's been really great. I actually uh, moved into a house this year. And so last summer I had people garden in, in my garden and <laughs> people. So it was really nice to, to share, to share that. Um, then, you know, they, they gave me some tomato plants. I also planted some tomato plants. It was just a whole, uh, lovely thing. And yeah, that's, that's the long going. I mean, it's a bit more challenging during COVID times because we also always have like a live event where everybody meets, but uh, now it's mostly like on the Facebook group, you know, or we did an online event last year because it wasn't possible to meet in, in person. So, so yeah, there's, um, there's some ideas around that to maybe develop an app. So that would help people do that because I connected with this uh, girl in, in France and one in, in London who also do the same initiatives and there's um, similar ones all around the world now. So it would be cool to have one kind of app that everybody could, you know, apply their own, like a branding to it and then use it uh, for their, for their country because mm-hmm. like the situations differ a little bit. So you have to make some, some changes. You can't really use the same tool for everyone I found. Um, yeah. So that would be super exciting, but that's kind of like, a little bit of a shelved project right now because there's enough going on uh, with the podcast and then with, you know, life, <laughs> just, uh-huh. just things you, you gotta do friends and, and family and, uh, work. So, so hopefully that at some point that will also become bigger. But for now, yeah, it's, uh, it's ongoing and, uh, I like it. I kind of focus it a, a bit more of that in spring and summer. And I thought, okay, like, Autumn, autumn, winter is more podcast time. <laughs> and uh, then when all the plants are growing, um, I can give more attention to, uh, to the gardening project. Yeah. I think it's such a nice, uh, initiative. And, um, there is probably, there would be potential to do it in Estonia as well, since a lot of people have, uh, houses here and gardens and there's more and more elderly people who, don't have energy to work in their garden, but it would be nice to just look at a beautiful garden outside of their window. So, yeah, for sure. I actually went to this conference. It was like a uh, food urbanism, I think. Yeah, food urbanism conference in Tartu. Mm-hmm. Oh. And uh, yeah, it was like, a, I don't know, three or four years ago I went there. So people shared, you know, in Estonia, what's uh, what it's like, what what's the gardening thing. And this one... Mm-hmm lady wanted to do like a similar similar oh, project and tell okay. um i need to get back to her to see how because i know like she did it in a different way um i wonder if she's continuing it with that and we visited some of these that garden houses some like um community gardens as well um yeah some of this kind of like occupied uh land plots that uh kind of illegally people are just gardening there you know they just okay. <laughs> they just have their little gardens uh, yeah, so I I think that it would work, you know, work there in Latvia and, and it, I, I think so many countries because, you know, now more and more people are moving to the city and living in an apartment and they don't have their land, but then there are people who, who do and often it's not, they don't have enough time or energy, like you say, you know, to, um, to work the land <laughs> uh, and uh, to grow things. So it's, it's kind of a nice way to share. Like, yeah, resources again <laughs> uh-huh. in that way. Yeah. I feel like here in uh, Tallinn where I live, I've noticed, uh, uh, those communal gardens have gotten more popular and, uh, those, maybe these are illegal things that 
I've noticed that if I walk um, next to some apartment buildings, then in a random place where there's usually just random grass, now there's mm-hmm. like few um, uh, flower beds or a few mm-hmm. um, uh, gro- uh, not grocery vegetable uh, beds and mm-hmm. a bench. So I have no idea if this is a legal thing or illegal <laughs> or just somebody uh, planted like strawberries there. So <laughs> who can eat them? Can I take some? <laughs> mm-hmm. I haven't taken, but I'm always tempted when I see stuff growing. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. And actually, uh, I think wellness at least is starting to encourage that. Like for people, like you, you have to go through a process, of course, you know, like apply. If you want to do something very similar, then it's super easy process. Not similar, it's something very simple. It's a very um, easy process. You just kind of apply. And I don't know what it's like to plant flowers or to plant a tree. Um, you just have to be, you know, given the right to do that. Uh, for a garden, I think it's a bit more complicated maybe, but it's also moving towards like the city wants, uh, wants to involve people uh, to doing that. So I'm, I'm really happy. I feel like, yeah, I know it's the future. <laughs> uh, people, people gardening together, growing things, um, getting to know people in their community, not being so isolated anymore. Um, I think that would be lovely if that, if that happens. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Yeah. That's so cool. And I also really, uh, liked or realized that we have something more in common or maybe that's been our a common line all all along is that when you mentioned talking about your gardening project, you said that everything you do it has something to do with connecting connecting people mm-hmm. with each other, connecting resources. So I realized that yep, connecting is my thing too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful! And we're connecting now, so <laughs> there you That's go. True. Exactly, <laughs> connecting with us and connecting with. Uh, uh, listeners to you, your listeners to me, and I like all every, everybody's mixing at the moment. Mm. A lot of connections yeah. made. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Cool, cool, cool. So, what are your um, plans for the new year? What is happening in Lithuania on the new year? <laughs> on the new year, um, well, I'm just gonna have like a mini party with friends, I think. Um, <laughs> go watch the fireworks in the city. Um, yeah, maybe go to some bars, like something. Yeah, not not too not too big. I've organized like quite big parties in the past, <laughs> but because of COVID, it's not really an option right now. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll keep that for for um, for for later. And um, and yeah, and then for the for the year, I don't know, like more more things with the podcast. I'll see. How um how it goes, you know, more guests. I really want to interview more people from different cities because kind of when uh-huh. I, when I was I was also doing some um interviews over Zoom, you know, when it was locked down and we couldn't move anywhere. And then I had an opportunity to interview more people from homeless, from other cities. So I really want to do I want to do it live, but I want to travel more uh to the other cities. So that's kind of my plan for uh for for the podcast for for the next year. And um, mm-hmm. what are your what are your plans for New Year's and uh, and after? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I like your dedication that you want to travel to uh, to go to the locations. Um, I I've noticed as well that one of the benefits with doing uh, interviews over a video call is that I can talk to people from 
further away from other cities, which has been nice. And my New Year's is also, it's going to be similar as yours, probably. <laughs> uh, going to watch the fireworks and um, maybe meeting up with some friends. And uh, hopefully we'll find a nice place with a nice view, because I heard they're planning a fireworks show again. So let them, we'll go and see it. And then uh, for the podcast for the new year, um, it's a good question because last year I knew I wanted to make, make a game. I wanted to make uh, an event. I wanted to um, make all those things. And this year I feel like I don't have anything super specific. I want to keep going with those interviews. I want to have uh, a lot of interesting guests with interesting stories. So maybe put more emphasis on selecting people with something, some interesting stories more. Um, and, um, oh, I recently just received um, an award from uh, Estonian Integration. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Congratulations again. Yeah, which means I got recognized um, for uh, doing stuff in the integration field in Estonia, which was a really nice um boost or uh, thank you to get from the governmental side or the uh, countryside. And I hope this will open some more uh, doors for maybe I would love to do some more collaborations or um, find uh, sponsors for the podcast to do more events and to come up with things and to raise it somehow. But nothing super specific, actually. At the moment, I feel like I'll go with the flow and see where it goes. Let's see. <laughs> so I'm open for any ideas if any listeners have uh, some ideas as well. Yeah, same, same, <laughs> same. Yeah, more collaboration um, would be amazing. I've started reaching out to some like agencies that, you know, uh, work with um, integration or... Uh-huh foreigners coming in so it's it's uh it's been nice to have a chat and and hopefully yeah new new things are coming <laughs> we'll see so to end our chat what do you think are three things that estonians would have to know about lithuania oh <laughs> wow wow good question <laughs> Oh my gosh, I have no idea how to answer that, <laughs> really. Because, yeah, I feel like, you know, I've not spent so much time in Estonia yet that I don't know, like, the, the biggest differences, um, yeah. that, that we have, which, um, or what do yeah. you think your guests say that others need to know about Lithuania or living in Lithuania? Mm. Example. Well, yeah, I mean, the nature, but I guess it's similar. Yeah. Um, the, the thing is similar in Estonia. Mm. Yeah, of course, to try the food, you know, um, like uh, but you also have this uh, cold soup, uh, right? The what? Or the cold uh, beetroot soup, or you don't have it in Estonia? Cold. We have warm beetroot soup. <laughs> okay, so we have cold beetroot soup, which is okay. uh, the the visual from uh, for my podcast. Uh, and oh. that, that's definitely something that you have to like try if you have never borscht, tried it. You mean? But it's cold. It's like... Oh. Schultebarschi, so okay. like cold borscht. Okay. Directly yeah, translated. we don't have that actually. I think. Yeah, so there you go. I mean, uh, 
because in Latvia they do, um, mm-hmm. but uh, maybe Estonia. Okay, so that's one thing. <laughs> definitely try that. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely go to some forests and just Vilnius, uh, old town, walking around, you know, going to cafes, going to bars, whatever is your thing, um, and meeting people. That's uh, That's just, I think, the best things uh, to do. Location-wise, Neda is beautiful. It's mm-hmm. like um, Coronian, Coronian Spit. It's a it's a wonderful place to go, especially in the summer. You can ride your bike. You can you can ride your bike from from Tallinn to to Klaipeda. I think there's Are quite you? nice uh, bike paths. Yeah, oh. it's it's actually quite a popular route. Um, like more, I think Germans are doing it quite a bit because they can take the ferry to mm-hmm. Klaipeda. And then either with their bike or rent a bike or buy a bike or whatever they do. And then they just bike from Klaipeda to Riga, from Riga uh, to Tallinn, and then maybe, you know, take the ferry to Helsinki. So that's oh. that's quite a nice um, nice trip to do. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know that. I haven't really heard. I have. I know one German girl who came to Estonia with an e-bike, with an ele- electrical bike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I didn't know that they do it with... Like normal bikes as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they do it. I mean, you can do it with an electric bike. <laughs> of course, that's faster and probably easier. But um, it's possible to do it with a with a regular bike if you're committed and you know you take your time. And then you can stop. You can visit the towns on the way. You can go to the beach because it's like a, a, uh, on the shoreline always. So that's a nice, nice route. I have not done it myself, but maybe that can be something in the future mm-hmm. um, to be done. What about uh, what about Estonia then for for anyone from <laughs> Lithuania listening? So um, yeah, as I asked, <laughs> let's see uh, if three things to know about Estonia or when you come to visit. Then I would say nature is the same, so I won't mm-hmm. uh, repeat that. Mm-hmm. One fun thing maybe to know that if you move to Estonia with your family. Then uh, we have this elf tradition with Bakabik. I don't know if you have the same in Lithuania, but there's Bakabik, which is our elf. And she brings gifts for children every day, daily, in their socks. So if you come with your family, you should be prepared that (laughs) if you teach your children that, then they might not want to leave Estonia anymore, (laughs) especially during winter. Oh, wow. And then um, I got reminded that a lot of guests mentioned that D vitamin is really important in Estonia during mm. the winter time to eat it. So that's a good thing to know. Take D vitamin. And then if the snow comes, then uh, we usually wear winter boots. It was, <laughs> and why I say that is that uh, there was one guest who didn't know that and the snow came down and she was just, well, how, to, how can I go back home? She went to work without. <laughs> With regular shoes or flip flops or I don't know what. Oh my and gosh, then, flip flops! <laughs> and then discovered that her feet kind of went like really cold, and then uh-huh. she was like, "Oh, okay, I should get winter boots now. It's the time." <laughs> so that's a good thing to know about Estonia. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the same for Lithuania as well. You need to, you need to be prepared for winter, and uh, winter is coming. So mm-hmm. we already had snow, so it's kind of here. Yeah, here as well. Now it's uh, it's getting slightly warmer again, but who knows what happens in a few weeks. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, 
Well, it's been so nice to catch up and hear so many new things that I, I didn't know <laughs> about your story as well. Um, always nice to to connect and um, get to know each other better. And I'm sure we'll do something like this or in a different form or some kind of collaboration, maybe like a joint event at some point it would be very <laughs> cool um, yeah. to do that. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Definitely, we can make something else in the future. And it was so nice to connect with you again as well and to hear your UK, US, UK, New Zealand and <laughs> adventures and stories. Yeah. And with that said, I think it's a good spot to wrap up and go enjoy the little snow we have left outside. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 for sure. So yeah, for anyone listening, just uh, um, again, found in Estonia, awesome podcast. <laughs> have a listen uh, to some stories. Uh, we're there. And, mm-hmm. um, and for all the other listeners, find Living in Lithuania podcast in uh, uh, Spotify and all the other podcast apps. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you and, too. Um, Thank you for listening. For more conversations like this one, subscribe to the podcast and let's connect on the Living in Lithuania Facebook page. If you or someone you know would like to be on the podcast, feel free to get in touch. Until next time.